Welcome to Imaginary Oklahoma, a podcast about the 46th state. The story Stillwater by Matt Bondurant is a far cry from the rowdy homecoming that happens in the town Stillwater, Oklahoma, each year during football season. Dyed orange fountains and fans that roam the street during Bedlam contrast with a haunted lake and the shadowy figure of a young boy lurking near sandboxes and playgrounds. The boy at the bottom of the lake opened his eyes and found his right hand had floated free again despite his efforts. His legs and torso were partially wedged under an enormous tree trunk, and he watched the free hand, slightly luminescent, casting a glow like the moonlight. The grit and the sediment in the water burned his eyes, and he squinted in the gloom, discerning the surface far above him as a mirror of dark glass. His hip and shoulder ached from the weight of the tree, but the right side of his body still urged him toward the surface. He waited another hour and then gave up allowing his body to slide out and ascend slowly into the starlight. Someone walking in the woods along the southern edge of the lake on that November night might have seen him emerging from the water, his forehead breaking the smooth black surface of the quiet lake and the slow plod of his steps as he waded to the shore among the cattails and jimson weeds. They might have seen him stand on the bank, shivering, watching the waters of the lake reverberate with his departure and then come to complete stillness again. Wind pulled at the tops of the shadowy forest, the supple trunks of the trees winding, and when he listened, the air was full of windfall and bird alarm. The boy crept into the woods and curled at the base of a thick pine, pulling a heavy mat of needles over him like a blanket and prepared to weather the long night that seemed like it would never end. At daybreak, the boy was already moving, working his way back through the hard road that led into town. His clothes were still damp, and he chuffed and gasped with the cold as he kept to the tree line, ducking away from the cars, until he made the gas station with the outside bathroom. He locked the door and took off his clothes, and dried them the best he could with paper towels, wiping away mud and lake debris. He used his fingers to comb his hair, making a rudimentary part to one side. In the dirty mirror, his doe-like face warped and vibrated, and the boy shut his eyes. Later, he stood in the playground by the fence, warily watching the other children and parents. He was too old for this place, but it was the best he could do. 
The people of the town became used to the sight of this slightly disheveled boy lurking on the perimeter. But no one made a move to befriend him, and parents called out angrily for their children when they ventured in his direction. It was a different time. In those days, a boy could exist on the edge for a long while before anyone thought to inquire about him or offer assistance. The woods were said to be filled with such boys, scrawny, dirty-necked youths who filtered through backyard floodlights and crouched behind the woodpile. Stories were told of the boys floating on the surface of the lake, hundreds of them face up to the moon, their eyes unblinking. But there really was only the one boy, the one who has been here in Stillwater forever, the boy we see here now, leaning on the chain-link fence, watching our beautiful children playing in the sandbox, building their tiny, imaginary universes. Imaginary Oklahoma is a collaboration between This Land Press, KOSU, and the Association of Independence and Radio. Find this story and more in the book Imaginary Oklahoma, available at thislandpress.com backslash imaginary. This episode was produced by me, Allison Herrera, and Scott Bell, with help from Rachel Hubbard, Stuart Heatherwood, and Annie Russell. Andrew Bones did our music. Special thanks to Vince Lavoie, Ryan McCann, and Joaquin Alvarado. Thanks for listening.